Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to a special edition of Sports Urban Legend. Along with my co-host, McCarley Matthew. I'm, of course, William Ramo. What's up, Mac? Happy New Year. Hey, man. Happy New Year. How's it going? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm glad to be uh, talking to you and everybody, uh, you know, listening on the show. You know, of course, you know the show is Sports Urban Legend. You know, we always talk sports and entertainment and everything else. So, you know, we're going to definitely talk about the amazing comeback that the Titans won uh, earlier today. We'll preview the other. We'll, we'll talk about uh, the game that's going on right now as we speak. You know the the Rams and Chiefs game, and of course the other two games uh, that's going to be coming up tomorrow um, afternoon. Uh, you know we're also going to talk a little bit about the downfall of the Knicks. We got time, and uh, the Rangers winning at City Field. Um, a few days ago, we'll talk about that a little bit. Mets being rumored to, you know, get McCutcheon and uh, Mustakis, Josh Harrison, all those other stuff, uh, all those other players. But uh, this is a special show today, so we're going to talk predominantly about the NFL, you know, since there's the playoffs going on right now. And my spoiler, let me underline that for you, ladies and gentlemen, spoiler um, on the regarding the the new Star Wars the last uh, the last Jedi movie that just came out a few weeks ago. So, you know, after after I dive into the sports, if you if you don't want to find out what happened in the 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 Force or rather the sequel to the Force Awake, uh, un, you know, um, Awakens, I'm I'm talking about of course the Star Wars the last Jedi movie. If you don't want to know what happened. After this, after we go to the sports, I'll warn you guys, and then you can watch this episode after you find out. But if not, you know, sit back, kick up your feet, and I'll tell you my brutally honest, me and Max, brutally honest opinions about this upcoming film from a diehard Star Wars fan. So uh, we'll get into that to close the show. But most importantly, um, I want to hear from you as always. And um, that number is 917-388-4189. That's 917-388-4189. So feel free to talk about sports, entertainment, your thoughts on The Last Jedi movie, or anything else. But, uh, you know, thank you for, um, but, you know, without, with that said, of course, uh, you know, uh, thank you for listening to this show. I'm William Ramo. He's will call it Matthew. And, um, yeah, let's just dive right into the NFL. And, um, yeah, what a, a a great comeback by the Titans, uh, led by Mariota. You know, they were down eight, by, by 18 points, you know, in KC. But, you know, um, thanks to Mariota and uh, that that uh, great uh, touchdown pass to uh, Decker in the neck of time, of course, you know, the former Jet, uh, you know, they were able to um, – get this uh, 22 to 21 uh, victory uh, in Kansas city. 
Mariota, he went 19 for 31, threw for 205 yards, uh, which highlighted by that touchdown. And uh, he, he also, of course, uh, got intercepted. He got intercepted once, but that obviously that didn't, uh, you know, that didn't matter since they got the W. Whereas uh, uh, Alex uh, Smith, his, uh, uh, you know, his counterpart, he went 24 to 30, 24 to 33, threw for 264 yards, had the two TDs, but no interceptions. But, you know, um, they weren't able to hold on to that 18-point uh, lead. You know, started with the they had the fourteen nothing lead at first, and you know they let it slip away. So you know, congratulations to the Titans, and uh, they advance. What's your thoughts, man? Yeah, it was um, you know, it was a good game until the end there. Uh, you know, um, the Chiefs they came out hot. You know, um, Alex Smith was playing real well in that first half. And that chief offense looked like they were going to blow out the uh, the Titans, you know, in that game when they were up the 21-3. You know, I thought the, the Chiefs were going to run along, run away with it. But second half, yeah, Titans cool. made adjustments. Their defense played much better. Um, Mariota, like you said, he played well. Uh, but I think the MVP of this game was Derrick Henry. And with DeMarco Murray out, um, injured, he stepped up and he had a big game, 23 carries, 156 yards, touchdown. I mean, he pretty much tired out that uh, Chiefs defense, you know, running through open lanes, um, you know, making uh, guys miss, miss tackles. I thought he was uh, he was the workhorse of this game, and he was the difference, the difference maker in uh, helping the Titans win. But, yeah, Titans, it's been a while since they had a playoff win, and, you know, it couldn't come at a better time, you know, after the long drought of not making the playoffs. Uh, you know, they make it this year and they get their uh, win here, a big win against the Chiefs, and uh, they'll either play the Patriots or the Chiefs. I'm sorry, Patriots or Steelers next week. Yeah, man, congratulations to them. Uh, I mean, yeah, like you said, it was a long drought. We have, like, four teams in the playoffs uh, uh, this year, this postseason that are, you know, they snapped, uh, you know, Long postseason droughts, most notably mm-hmm. uh, the the Bills, and uh, they're they're going to be uh, they're going to be battling uh, the Jaguars um, uh, tomorrow afternoon, and um, yeah, I think I think Bills are going to do it. I mean, sure they you know they have it's been a long time. Bills haven't been in the playoffs since '99, and um, I think I think they'll I think they'll advance. You know, and of course, Jaguars. We all know Jaguars have been the laughing stock in the league prior to this year for for several other years, with the exception of the Browns, who finished 0 and 16 this year. But uh, you know, the Jaguars, they, both the Jaguars and the the Bills turn it around. But I think um, I think Bills will um, will get the W on the road. Should be a good game. Uh, Jaguars have a great defense. You know, their offense is uh, up and down, but. Uh... The Bills, uh, you know, I could see them pulling the upset. I, I don't expect them to win tomorrow in Jacksonville, but I, I could see them pulling an upset. So, in go either way. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, also right now, uh, we got Falcons versus Rams in uh, in L.A. right now. Uh, Atlanta, uh, they're the defending NFC champions. They're, they're currently leading uh, the, the Rams. 
26-13 in the fourth. So it looks like they're gonna they're gonna hold on to this lead and uh, advance, but they still got like they still got a little bit um like a, a little less than five and a half to go into this game. You still here, Mike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm oh, okay. just uh, watching the watching the game. I'm still here. Oh yeah, I was just saying. Uh, yeah, I think they they still have a little less than uh, five and a half to go, but I think. Uh, Falcons look like they're going to hold on to this lead. Uh, unfortunately, unlike the the playoffs, the the, the Super Bowl of uh, uh, this past year, I think yeah, they'll definitely hold on to this lead. Falcons looking to return to the promised land after being uh, losing that Super Bowl to Patriots. So, uh, but yeah. yeah, this year in the playoffs, they're going to be underdogs. Definitely. Yeah. Who Who would have thought the the reigning, uh, the the reigning uh, NFL MVP of last year, you know, gonna be on the door. Yeah, well, you know, there's a, if they could win this game, this is a big step for them. And then also the, um, and then the other team uh, that's gonna be tomorrow is Panthers versus Saints. And you know, um, uh, I, I expect Drew Brees, you know, to um, to come on it with the W, especially at home. It's gonna be a good. That's gonna be a. That might be a high-scoring game. You know, you have Cam Newton, Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, mm-hmm. Michael Thomas. You have a lot of stars in in that game tomorrow. Um, you know, I don't. I could see the Panthers winning that game. To be honest, I could see Panthers going in there and upsetting the Saints. And the Saints this year, uh, you know, traditionally they've been a passing team. A pass first team, but this year it's it's been mostly the running game. So uh, I see you guys probably just see a lot of the running game from Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, Lodry Breeze, but uh, I think Camden's going to go in there and pull an upset. I can see it happening. I mean, I can see I can see it going either way, but I think I think uh, Breeze is going to defend uh, you know his um, you know his uh, his field, his turf. I sound like yeah. I'm talking about the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, I think both teams, uh, they finished with the same record, I think, this year. Um, yeah, they finished with, uh, both teams finish 11-5, to so it's pretty, you know, they're, they're pretty much even, you know, but uh, yeah. I think the Saints, um, wait, uh, do the Saints have home court? Or is, the Panthers are playing at, Saints are playing at home, right? I think they're because I they won the division. Let me, double, let me double check. I think they're playing. I think they're playing New Orleans. Let me let me double check. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I think you're right. Yeah, they are playing at Saints. Yeah, because Saints won the division and uh, Panthers won the um, wall card. But you know, again, the you know the Panthers are gonna be tough. Panthers are gonna be really tough, uh, you know. They got a good running game. They got a lot of offensive weapons. It's gonna. Right, it is an all. Yeah. Again, uh, don't be surprised if Panthers, you know, pull an upset. Set it here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't be surprised about that for sure. They're both two uh, very good quarterbacks right there. So yeah, it looks like it should be a duel. 
But um yeah, shifting gears man, let's um yeah, let's let's talk about the Knicks, unfortunately, man. Man, they they right now they they're they're they look like uh you know, they're pulling a you know, uh they're doing their best impression of uh, last year right now. They're they start off great, you know, the you know, the first month or so and now they've been you know, dying. I think they've only won one game during this stretch. What is it? What are they? One and eight or something? Then something like, like really that. brutal. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah they're they're not a good road team. You know, they they have to do much better yeah. on the road. They've only won three games on the road. I mean, Brooklyn Cavalier, which was the the upset, the the, the biggest upset in Nick history in like twenty years or something. But but um. But uh, and also, what was other what was other place they won recently? I'm trying to remember, what's the other place? They just won like I think last week or, or a few days ago. I think it was last week. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't remember. Yeah, it escapes me for for the moment. I think it was after the Pistons game or just before the Pistons game. Yeah, I can't remember. Fi- no, it was in Philly. Was it in New um, Orleans? Was it against the um, Yeah, yeah, it the, was uh, New Orleans. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think so. It was New Orleans. Yeah. But yeah. It it's uh you know, it's it's been horrible. And not to mention you you cap it off with uh Porzingis not being healthy staying healthy and him recently saying, you know, that he's tired and we're not even in, we're I mean, we got like what, five more months. Well, yeah. well, not the Met, because they're not going to the the NBA Finals. But if they were, they would they would have had they would have had like five more months to play. You know, if they you know if they were championship caliber team, so they have like a, like at least three months or so. You know, that they have to play in the regular season. So I yeah, mean, I mean, and and then afterwards, um, after the other game, Friday night's game, yesterday's game. He was he didn't take any shots in the in the overtime, and he said they didn't have no opportunity for him to take a shot. I mean, dude, take make a shot. If you can't take the shot, then 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 go on the bench and let Beasley play and shoot. Then you know, I mean, come on. I mean, we're we're, we're both huge fans of the unicorn, and, and you know, yeah. people who listen to the show, you know, you trust me, we know every everybody who listens to the show knows we're huge fans of of Porzingis. But come on, man. If you're tired, yeah. man, I mean, I'm always open for 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 players, leads, and coaches being honest, being brutally honest. But sometimes you gotta keep stuff in house. There's no way I should be knowing that you're you're tired in January, unless if I happen by chance to meet Porzingis and he tells me off off camera that about that. Other than that, there's no way that should be public knowledge. That means the 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 opposition are gonna even ramp up their, their defense, their 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 um their impenetrable defense on him more than usual. Because they're basically using the whole Carmelo Anthony blueprint on him, you know, following him and, you know, they're not getting calls, you know. Porzingis is not getting calls, just like Melo wasn't getting calls when he was with the Knicks. And, you know, it's a, it's a joke. I mean, <laughs> he should have kept that in-house, man. There's no reason we should have known that he's tired. You know, I think uh, with Porzingis, you know, there's a few things. You know, he he is injury prone, and 
I don't know if he has, if, you know, he's getting the proper strength and conditioning that he should be. Um, but, um, he, you know, he's definitely injury prone and he, uh, teams have also figured him out early in the season. You know, he was going on a scoring rampage, scoring 30 points almost every night, but now teams are doubling him. They're making it difficult for him to get open shots. And, um, you know, he's taking bad shots also at times and, the, also, the point guards aren't giving him the ball enough in uh, good spots. So I think it's a combination of things that have led him to uh, not play well in the stretch. But, um, yeah, I mean, the Knicks yeah, as a whole, they, you know, they're not playing well, uh, you know, defensively, you know, especially in the fourth quarter. Like, this team collapses in the fourth quarter. I know. They collapse like, like, like the like – the, the the sticks in, in in the um the tree little pig house after the big bag won't blow on it yeah like London Bridge you know, know? Yeah. I know seriously it's a joke I mean come on like I mean there there's no excuse like I, and another thing I think Milikina should should shoot more I mean I know Milikina he's a def, you know he's great defensively you know he has a lot of potential but I think Porzingis should I mean, not posing. It's rather Milikina should be more aggressive shooting because it's like they're basically deploying the same defense that they used for Jared Jeffries when he was on the Knicks with him because they know he hardly is going to shoot. He doesn't have he doesn't have confidence in his shot. I mean, he's, he knocks he knocks down a few threes here and there, but everybody knows he he's a selfish player. He's not looking to make any shots, and he's he's gonna. Look for the open man, which obviously that's what a a point guard should do. That's that's point guard one on one, but he teach more. He should take more shots to at least keep the defense a little honest. To you know, so that they won't just wait for him to make a pass and just steal the ball from him. Yeah, Nelikia, he needs to look for a shot more. He's a lot. He's he's a little too uh, shot. He, he has too much of sh- of shot shyness. Is what I call it. You know, he's got to be more aggressive at times. Absolutely. You hit it right on the head. But we'll see what happens with, with, with the Knicks, man. They, they definitely need to stay healthy, and um, hopefully um, Hardaway Jr. can come back in a few weeks. Because they de- they desperately need a three point shooter for sure, and that, that's another thing. Yeah. I don't think Hornacek should have admitted that they need to take more threes. I mean, they they shouldn't be telling all of their business out publicly. Like they need to run more. They need to they need to shoot more threes. Like just 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 tell us that we need to play more defense because that's the number one problem with this team. Yeah, these other stuff. It's like. It's like when you when you're watching a baseball game and you know, like players are like saying like, okay, you know, I'm working on my delivery. You know, I'm gonna try to throw more fastballs and and more cutters and stuff like that instead of my changeup that I usually throw. I'm gonna try to throw that more in like a three-two count and stuff like that. It's like, come on, man, don't tell me these stuff. If I'm listening, if I'm hearing it, the opposition is hearing it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's obvious. Sometimes they need I mean, to keep... it, 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 it's sometimes it's obvious though that that's what they need to work on, you know. Yeah. But uh, speaking of something that needs to work on some stuff, and is of course my main investment 
you know, they haven't done anything this offseason other than, you know, they signed uh, Schwarzak, uh, you know, a, a reliever who has, you know, he's he's pitched well the last couple of years. Um, but, um, you know, obviously he, you know, he's not, he's not a, like a, 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 what you might call it, a hot stove splash. Um, right now Mets are, the, the hot stove has started to heat up. Uh, you know, they're rumored to be trying to trade for um, Josh Harrelson or, and or Andrew McCutcheon from the Pirates. Um, they're rumored to monitor uh, Mike Moustakis, who I think they should, that should have been the number one guy, you know, along with uh, Hosmer, that they should be talking to come to the Mets. Uh, and also they're, they're rumored, I think who else, they're rumored to, to be getting, there's a little person that escapes me a moment. I can't really think of the person off the top of my head right now, but those are the top guys that they're, they're rumored to be getting via trade or in Mustakis case as a agency, oh, along with uh, Jonathan Lucroy, guy that's been trade for, for, for uh, years. But now that he's a free agent, now it looks like they might be interested, even though they haven't had any interest. Thanks to thanks to the to this slow um, stove, which you know nothing's cooking other than the Yankees. Yankees are the only one that's that's stirring the pot right now. Nobody else is really. Oh yeah. Nobody, nobody else is really doing it. Red Sox, you know, they're they're um, you know, they're definitely. They definitely have been Definitely trying to cook too. The mess. It's like they don't even have. There's not even steam, and it, it just gets to my point. I'm not believing what the Mets are saying, man. They promised in the trading deadline they would cut. They would trade and get rid of all these payrolls, and then they would spend the money to try to improve this team. Because this is the this is the last. The window is open is closing with this team, and this is definitely the the window is closing with Matt Harvey as a member of the Mets, because whether he gets traded or, you know, goes to the Yankees as a free agent next year, you know, this is the last year with this, with this core uh, pitching rotation staff with my Harvey in it. Obviously, you know, they, they still might have a few more years that they could possibly win if they make the right moves. But right now it's really do or die right now because, they're not doing any moves. Now, now it's starting to heat up, and the only reason why is because the the other owners are starting to be smart enough and be like, "Hey, wait a minute, we're not paying for past performances. We're gonna pay for what we expect you, what we think you you might do in the future, not what you've done in the past." So, that's the only reason why the Mets are still in in the. In, now they're starting to get into the hot stove. Now they're actually. Starting to put on, put turn on the stove, you know, but I believe it when I see it when they actually make some moves and not think about making moves or monitor, monitoring a star player. Come on, man, let's 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 get some somebody to sign on the dotted line, and then I'll believe it. So yeah, we'll Mets need to. Mets, yeah, Mets need to. You know, they need to. They, they need to do something this off season, man, to give their fans some hope. So right now, it doesn't. It seems like they're pretty much quitting. You know, do they want to finish in last place or something? I don't. You know, there's so many free agents right now. You got you Darvish still out there. 
you know. Um, still got some guys available. You, do you think they'll go after Darvich, make a run at him? No, no, I, not a chance. I don't, I don't see them spending any money on him at all. I, I'd be lucky mm. if they spend money on Mustakis or Lucroy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't think they'll be able to get the trade with for um for um Harrison or McCutcheon. I would love to have both of them come over here. Shoot, we might as well call Tommy for say they'll find a find a cab for 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 those guys that come to 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 City Field. If that's the case, <laughs> that's a Grand Theft Auto reference for those you who don't. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, they need to get these guys because they really need to improve this team. It's it's no joke. Like, like they were, they went to the playoffs like three years ago, and it seems like it was like ten years ago. That's how that's how bad it's been in City Field lately. I mean, they went to the playoffs in '06, but obviously they lost in the one game playoff to Bumgarner, and it's just been a disastrous 2017 year. So they need to get their act together again, for real. So we'll see what happens yeah. with that. And, uh, well, I guess we'll, we'll go to WWE after uh, I give my uh, my uh, review, our review of, uh, what you want to call it, of uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi. So, folks, again, this is the last warning. Um, this this is a spoiler, spoiler of the movie. So if you don't want to know what happened, um don't listen to the rest of this episode until after you watch it. Or so just mute we'll, the episode. Just mute your, you just huh? mute your computer. What did you say? Now I'm telling the people um, if they don't want to hear any spoiler, they could also just mute their computer or yes. tablet or phone, whatever they're listening on. Definitely. All right. You heard the man. So here's my take. I was really pumped ever since The Force Awakens to see this movie. Like, literally, with the cliffhanger ending with Luke Skywalker uh, about to get the the lightsaber handed to him by Rey, ever since that movie ended, I've been, like, obsessing over what was going to happen next in this film. And as soon as they get back, then they they started the movie. They, They show what was going on with the battle. You know, um, uh, with the the battle with the with the um, what you call it, the first order. Um, Poe is you know talking trash to to um, to um, Hux, uh, General Hux, which I mean it was it was funny, it was unexpected. Um, so basically, um, the, he he you know he battled them single handedly. Which was an original thing, not believable, but it was an original take. But um, getting back to, to to Luke, when when she handed in the the, the the lightsaber, you know, I was thinking, okay, maybe I might, maybe he might take it, you know. But what he did, he did take it, but he threw it. <laughs> he threw it like it was like a a hook shot into the water. I'm like, what <laughs> the? <laughs> like what the heck? <laughs> That was like it was like definitely like Mark Hamill was warning us that this is not the movie you're you're gonna expect to see. Ryan Johnson, the guy who created the movie, said this is not the movie you, you came to expect. And boy, were they right! I loved the beginning. 
I loved the middle, but I hated the ending. And there was, like, so many what kind of moments was going on. I mean, I appreciate that they wanted to do original stuff, you know. The Force, the Force Awakens was a blatant copycat of uh, Star Wars A New Hope. I get that. It was still a very good movie, in my opinion, uh, Star, Wars, Star Wars Force Awakens. But, yeah, this movie, I mean, they just, like, really, like, they really destroyed the whole thing with that, with that film. Luke was not the, the, the Luke Skywalker that we all know and love. You know, the, the optimistic Luke who's always, uh, you know, trying to fight the good fight. On the other hand, he was very grouchy, and he didn't want anything to do with Ray. I mean, to, to, his, to his defense, you know, he was still reeling from, uh, you know, Kylo Ren turning to the dark side and killing off his fellow um, uh, Jedi Knights at Luke's Academy. But I, I thought Luke would have been a little bit more optimistic, you know, like to try to fight the good fight, especially after Han Solo died in the uh, the other episode, The Force Awakens. So up to that point, you know, he's he doesn't want a trainer, which – you know, we understand that, you know, he, he's still grieving. But for him not to, like, get into the fight until, you know, she left, which basically, you know, was like his last chance to, um, you know, to join the fight with Ray. So I was disappointed with that. I'm like, oh, man. And his, his X-Wing was, like, in the, in the bottom of the water, too. So, you know, I'm like, oh, man, what's going to happen now? So then one of the highlights of the movie was Yoda returning, which I was very excited. I heard there was rumor that he would pop up. I heard there was rumors that Obi-Wan, you know, Ewan McGregor would reprise his role as Obi-Wan Kenobi, but they didn't do that because, um, you know, they would have to explain, Ewan McGregor would have to explain that he's Obi-Wan in, you know, the youthful version because he's never seen him. You know, as you know, his younger version the clone, during the Clone Wars. So, you know, Yoda, he was trying to destroy the the scriptures of the Jedi. Uh, the, I think it's what the Journals of the Wills, they call it. So he was trying to destroy it, but Yoda shockingly burned it. Used Force lightning, which is a power that normally uh, Jedi's don't use. It's more of a dark side uh, Sith power which was surprising that he, he could even use powers after he became one with the force. So um, he, you know, he got him to change his mind. So then, oh yeah, but before we get to that, that part, the, the Canto bite scene where, uh, where uh, Finn is uh, teams up with, with, uh, with uh, Rose. Oh man, that was, I'm a fan of Finn. You know that's that's one of that's one of my favorite characters from this new trilogy. But man, that that whole Canto bite scene was was a waste of time. The whole, because they were looking for the, the 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 master unlocker, which would have been a perfect scene for Lando, which apparently Ryan Johnson was thinking about doing. But instead, it was a uh, Justin Theroux, aka um, Jennifer Anderson's husband, husband's cameo. 
I thought that it would have been a perfect spot for Orlando to be in it, to pop up there. So they failed that mission, and then they met DJ, which was played by Benicio Del Toro, and of course he betrayed them too, which is very similar to Lando betraying, uh, uh, you know, the, the Rebel Alliance in Empire Strike Back. Though um, Lando Calrissian did have a valid reason because he wanted to protect his people in Cloud, Cloud City, whereas um, DJ just wanted to look out for his own best interests. So that whole mission about uh, about them, Finn and Rose going to Cantor Bight was a huge failure. Like, literally the first time in Star Wars history someone tried to do a, a mission and they failed. I guess that's what they wanted to establish, that, hey, sometimes you could fail, I guess. And then not to mention... Prior to that, uh, the the whole fleet got destroyed, except for um, Leia's fleet. Leia almost died, and then she had that shocking Supergirl where she floated in space, which was shocking. Some people were laughing about (laughs) that. I I was happy. Yeah, I was I was happy that she was alive. Surprised, but. You know, we all thought that that was going to be her, her way of dying because, unfortunately, you know, Carrie Fisher passed away. So we thought that would have been the way how she would have been written off. And then in that battle, uh, Admiral Akbar, it's a trap. That that alien, he died, you know, most famously in the Return of the Jedi. Uh, he passed away in the battle. So, and then afterwards... Um, Holdo, Admiral Holdo, you know, played by Laura Dern, she was, uh, you know, she seemed like she was a traitor, and she didn't tell Finn her plan, so we, which ultimately made her commit suicide and um, cause the ship, you know, she used hyperspace to destroy the ship. But back to Finn, back to, no, not Finn, back to Luke, the main part that I wanted to see. He finally did show up, like he prophesied in the beginning of the movie, like what did you expect me to um did you expect me to face on the whole H E T and the whole first order fleet, which is what he did. And I was like, Okay, yeah, man, they, they they're gonna have Luke versus uh, Luke versus um Luke versus um Kylo Ren. So I'm pumped about this and of course I'm more pumped about this because there was another shocker that happened before that, which is Snoke getting cut in half by Kylo Ren. So it was like, it was it was like a bittersweet moment. It was like, cool, you know, Kylo Ren is in charge now. But the other side effect about it is like, what the heck? Snoke went down that easily? Snoke is supposed to be this big bad, and he went down easily. He didn't detect Ren betraying him. So it was like, wow, this what a waste of a of a you know, of a villain, a, a, a villain who's supposed to be more powerful than Emperor Palpatine and Darth Vader and, or anybody we've ever seen in Star Wars history, and he just died easily. However, I think it's an illusion. I think he's really alive. I think he's still, I think, I, my, my theory is, I, I still think he's Darth Plagueis, which was Emperor Palpatine's master, or maybe even mm. somebody even before that. Because there's rumors that he might be the prime Jedi, like he might be this ancient 
being, you know, in the beginning of the Jedi's, and he turned to the dark side. So, you know, that's that theory. But back to the to the Luke versus Ren uh, battle, which I was looking forward to. I'm like, okay, they're about to fight finally. But of course, um, of course, after Snow got killed, Ray and and um, Ray and um, what's his name, Kylo Ren, they joined forces. They they, they joined forces and teased that he would be a good guy, but obviously that's when he took the mantle as the supreme leader. But uh, now fast forward back to Luke and uh, versus Kylo Ren, and Luke was just besting him without even swinging the sword. He was humiliating what you might call it, uh, his, his nephew, Kylo Ren, a.k.a. Ben Solo. So he, he warned them, if you strike me down, I'll be more powerful than ever, which he was echoing um, Obi-Wan Kenobi telling Darth Vader that before Obi-Wan got struck down by Darth Vader and became one with the, with the Force. So Kylo Ren did that himself. He, he, he poked at Luke, and, and then he realized that Luke was a hologram. So, you know, he, so Luke was, like, taunting him, like, see you later, kid, or something like that. And, you know, basically, he was a force ghost. So I'm like, I was like, oh, he, he tricked him. And then I'm like, wait a minute. That means he wasn't really there the whole time. Like, he, he, he embraced Leia and all that stuff. He, so he's not really there. So then they cut, they cut to the, to the, um, to, to him back on our Octu, using like some uh, force projection, and then he, he then he dies. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Because it's like that's Luke, Luke and, and Darth Vader are my two all-time favorite Star Wars characters. So seeing Luke die was like, what the heck? I mean, if he was gonna die, I would have preferred um, Kylo Ren or Snow kill him. You know what I mean? Not have him yeah. like died after using the force projection. So that kind of, that ruined the movie for me, to be honest with you. And then in the end, they showed one of the, the, the boys who who rose and uh, uh, call it? Rose and they um, met in, uh, in the movie. In the movie, he's going to be one of, the Jedi, one, of the la- one of the Jedis that's going to continue the Jedi lineage or force positive force user or whatever, since Luke is the last Jedi. Well, actually, I guess Ray or the little boy is the last Jedi. So, yeah, so my take of the movie was that I was really, I was expecting this movie to be a 10. My, my, my expectations was at all-time high. Um, I think they did, they did some good stuff, which, which for me, they, they have a passing grade. But they did a lot of stuff that made me feel a bit. Luke dying, um, like that that really topped it. Snoke having Snoke die was an awesome scene. It was it was good. It was awesome. But the build up to Snoke was they, they killed him. It was like they kind of killed him too early because they didn't, you know, they didn't really expand on his story, his backstory. So. With all that said, I give it a seven point five. What's your what's your take? Um, well, you know, I think you uh you you were a little more disappointed in the movie than I was. Um 
You know, the only dis- the disappointing thing in the, that I found in the movie was the ending. Because, I mean, like you said, uh, I didn't expect Luke to die in that way. But, uh, I mean, after, like, one of my coworkers told me that, you know, he died from being uh, exhausted from using the force projection, then I said, okay, it makes more sense now. Um, so I guess, you know, it, it's, you know, it, 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 it makes sense for him to die in that way. Um, but it was still, I don't know. I, I expected him to die in a more, um, I don't know, maybe in the battle with Kylo Ren, yeah. you know, in the physical battle rather than him doing it in the force projection. You know, I actually wanted to see that, you know, but it didn't happen. Um, but, um, you know, there are some parts that, uh, some parts that I did find interesting, you know, the whole um, telepathic communication between Ren, Kylo Ren and Ray, which yeah. made you think that they were maybe brother and sister or they were going to mm-hmm. be in a, some type of relationship. I thought that was pretty interesting yeah. in the film. Um, but then you find out that yeah. Snoke was uh, just manipulating um, Ray to, to uh, communicate with uh, Kylo Ren. And um, she was... Um, Trying to make him uh, come over to, to the, uh, come light over side. to the you know to the to the light side yeah but you know he's a, uh, you know he he he's he's gonna be part of the dark side for now at least, um, mm-hmm. but I thought that was an interesting part of the the movie, and uh, throughout the movie you're you're just thinking okay is Ray, the last Jedi, you know is uh mm-hmm. is Luke gonna pass her the reins, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you find out, uh, you know, that probably not, you know, or the last Jedi, we're probably not going to know who the last Jedi is until future Star Wars movie, Star Wars movies. So, um, you know, there's a lot of interesting parts uh, in the movie. Uh, Finn's relationship with uh, Rose, I thought that was another interesting mm-hmm. thing. Um, Princess Leia not dying after the the um, the ship uh, was destroyed or attacked by the First Order, you know, and her flying back into the ship like Superman or Supergirl, <laughs> you know, that was a, I thought that was pretty funny, but, um, you know, there was a lot of interesting things in there, but yeah, I mean, I, I give the movie an eight, you know, the only disappointing thing, like I said, it was the ending on how Luke died. I wish he could have died, uh, you know, in honor, you know, more uh, in a battle yeah. or, you know, in some way, Yeah. but, um, I guess uh, you know the directors thought it was best for him to die that way, you know. Um, yeah. But um, you know we'll probably still see him maybe as a Force Ghost in the future movies. Who knows? Absolutely. You know, and but, uh, you tied overall, it, it was a good movie. I, I I totally agree with you. Like, and that ties back to what I'm saying. He's definitely gonna pop up in the nine as well. Maybe they'll show you the afterlife of Force Ghosts because they never show you that aspect. You know, yeah. they never show like the afterlife, so maybe they might show that, and maybe he'll yeah. reunite with with Obi Wan, Luke, his father. I'm not Luke, you know, father Obi Wan meet Quaycon for the first time. Maybe even see Dark Siders. Maybe see Snoke, Darth Maul, um, Darth, uh, you know, Emperor Palpatine, Darth Sidious. You might see those guys. Yep. yep. Have, like, a, That'd be unique if they did that. That would be a, that would be cool. And what would be also cool is if Luke somehow finds a way to maybe resurrect himself after doing those stuff and maybe come back. But I doubt that would happen. Yeah. 
that would be that would be an interesting thing. Since he didn't get killed on the battlefield, you know, but I think he he'll he'll die that way. But I think, like you said, it's a good movie. I wish, you know, he would have, uh, you know, he would have died on battle, like by Snoke or or even Ren, you know. But I think J.J. Abrams has a huge task of, uh, you know, redeeming the Last Jedi because he's rumored to make all the nine movies become one. So he's going to tie all them together. So I think he'll he'll definitely do that. So I'm looking forward to that. You have any last words? Yeah. Uh, you know, check out check out 